This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Now, we saw last week that the shares fell more than they ever have, I think, in 25 years uh, there. And that's on the back of the announcement uh, that there could possibly be a rights issue coming out of the company. Now, if you remember, towards the end of 2023, Pick and Pay came out uh, with an announcement. The new CEO was coming back. He's an old uh, CEO who came back, uh, Sean Summers. And really, that's after years of trying to rejig the business. There was uh, some segmentation that went on there uh, with them trying to tear their business didn't quite go as was planned. There was the acquisition of bottles. Uh, there was the partnership with Mr. D. All of it trying to, uh, you know, create a, a real big one out of pick and pay. But it just looks like ShopRite was eating a pick and pay's lunch. And I think it's become a more evident now. But with the possibility of a rights issue, it's also very possible here uh, that the Ackerman family, of course, that we know uh, has been very important in the life of pick and pay. They, with the founder uh, being a member of the family, uh, could also lose the interest and maybe even the hold they have over the company. And joining us to unpack what this means for Pick and Pay, but also just take a snapshot of where we are in its recovery is Simon Brown. He's investment analyst and founder at Just One Lap. Simon, always a pleasure. Good evening. Don't do my absolute pleasure. Well, Simon, we know Pick and Pay as a family business, uh, and I'm wondering how that has how that has caused it to be run. I, I think I think there are a bunch of things. I mean, if, if we quickly go back all the way to the eighties, uh, I mean, Raymond Ackerman was the the consumer's champion. He 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 took the government to court around fixed petrol pricing, fixed bread pricing, and the like. And, and he usually lost, but he was out there seen being seen as the consumer champion. Pick and Pay has lost that mantle to Shoprite, as you mentioned mm. in, in the intro. They've now got that mantle, and then they underinvested in the business in the early 2000s. The accusation, well, the claim being that it was because the founding family, the Ackermans, wanted dividends rather than reinvestments, um, and that just as Shoprite doubled down on on uh, investing into the business, most notably uh, at central distribution hubs. And we're in a space now where where pick and pay and and it's the core pick and pay brand. It's not the box that that's doing very well. Um, some of the others, what they now call ASAP, which is their delivery, it's doing okay, but it's still small. But the core pick and pay brand is is where the real struggle is at, is at the moment. I mean, what is the consequence of that and investment, Simon? Like, what what is happening at pick and pay that is just not allowing it to compete uh, on the level that it should? So the, I, I think that's a great question, and, and the, the key thing is it is that distribution channel, distribution centres, um, which make you so much more efficient and and cost wise, especially, um, and and then it's and then it's your your perception with with the consumer and pick and pay is just. It, it, it was there was a time all the way up into the early 2000s where pick and pay was the dominant uh, leader in South African retail, head and shoulders better than anyone else. Um, and Shoprite just came in with with incredible efficiencies, uh, central distribution, the like, uh, appealing to the to the consumer, uh, different brand offerings, and has really just done incredibly well relative to a pick and pay team that is that has stumbled along the way and not invested money into the business. We actually saw uh, though that segmentation uh, effort by uh, Peter Boone and uh, his team, Simon. I guess it was trying to respond to uh, what Shoprite had seemed to have done with YouSave and uh, the Checkers brand and the Shoprite brand, but it just didn't quite land, did it? 
It didn't. The, 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 I mean, the box is doing okay, and, and, and that's their competition. You save, and that's doing that's doing fairly well. They've done some other brand shifting as well. Uh, we're going to have, I think, pick and pay red stores and the like. Um, you know, and 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 they they tried it, and it just didn't work. They were trying to reposition the, the core pick and pay brand, and and it absolutely failed. They've had some successes: pick and pay clothing, pick and pay liquor. Uh, both doing very well, but small compared to the the, the big, uh, you know, fast-moving consumer goods segment of of, of groceries. Um, and and they just haven't been that level of efficient efficiency that that's needed to really drive the the profits. And with that, they get the branding wrong. And it's just been it, it's just been a, a, a mistakes made on lack of investment, as I said, mistakes made on strategy and where to appeal to the to the consumer. Investors don't like our words. They don't like the word restructure and they definitely don't like the word rights issue. Let's talk about what that stands to do to the shareholding at Pay. Yeah, so the rights issues, it's a big one. They're going to issue new shares for about 4 billion rand. Uh, the company is, if I'm generous in writing up, writing, uh, rounding up, uh, worth 12 billion. So they're going to issue new shares for a third of the business, which means every share that you currently hold is, is worth a third. Yes, you will as a shareholder, uh, receive the right to those shares at a discount, but it 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 it's it's I mean it, it's something which even six months or a year ago, if you'd suggested pick and pay in a four billion rights issue, I, I would have been I, I would have thought it was a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. A decade ago, I, I, I it would have just been preposterous, um, and and yet here we are, and 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 that's you know sort of how quickly it's happened. I mean, it's really happened in the last six months since the last set of results, which were bad. Mm-hmm. But what we're looking at here is materially worse. When Sean Summers returned as CEO, uh, Simon, I remember having a conversation with him and he was just under the impression that we just had to go back to focusing on the consumer. Uh, like you say, Raymond Ackerman did, that we wanted fresh produce. We just wanted to understand the brand again mm-hmm. and to feel like pick and pay, uh, you know, was something familiar as it has been in South Africa over uh, quite a few uh, decades. But it looks like he's had to contend with more complexities than what he imagined. Uh, almost certainly, and 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 he's probably. I mean, he's probably not surprised that he is surprised. If that makes sense, yes. he probably knew there was some stuff coming. Um, I, I think, you know, I, th- I think Sean Summers is, is absolutely the right person. He's an old hand and a new hand, as you said in the intro, and 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 that matters. I think a, a fair lot. Um, I think he's right about the back to consumer, but I think you're right. He found more than he expected, and he is. There's a phrase in the industry: he's kitchen sinking it. He's he's he, he's absolutely. He's, he's almost making it sound worse than it might actually be, um, just so that there's no more surprises. From here on out, there's no more bad news that's going to come into the market. Get everything into the market at the same time um, so that you can move on from it. I was I was not, I was was not expecting a, a, a rights issue. I thought he might need some cash. Uh, $4 billion was definitely on the upper side of my estimate. But then, of course, he's going to be selling a stake in, in, in boxes. Actually, he'll be raising more cash than I had, had anticipated. Let's talk about a boxer and the possibility of listing that. I think uh, that's even uh, actually something that's definitely going to happen, uh, Simon. We know that uh, new listings on the JSC are rare because not only are market conditions not great, but just, you know, listing on the JSC doesn't seem like something worth it for many businesses anymore. I, I think you it, certainly the, the listing space on the JSC. I mean, it, it's it's shrinking. Sometimes, I mean, month by month, it, it's shrinking, and that is a, a a problem, a massive problem in of itself. In the case here, 
um, I think so, so the listing process they will literally sell shares so that will raise money for pick and pay they will they will keep a significant stake in boxer um, so they will still get dividend flow which will be nice cash flow and I imagine there will be merging and the like of, of logistics and everything else I think boxer represents a very intriguing listing on, on, on the market we need to see details we need to see pricing but it adds it adds uh, uh, you know along with uh, spa along with ShopRite. of course we lost mass market a little while ago, mm -hmm. but it adds a competitor to ShopRite in a sense. Box has been doing very, very well. They are markedly smaller than ShopRite, but it'll be interesting to see how they operate, and it, it could be a, a great investment to, to, to have a hard look at. Isn't going to be an overnight fix, is it, Simon? It might take a few years to uh, see if we can pay with a better balance sheet uh, and uh, just uh, with better fundamentals. Uh, yes and yes, it's going to take some time, yes, absolutely. I, the, the market will want to start seeing some evidence, frankly, by this time next year. Um, by then the listing is done, uh, by then the rights issue is done. So pretty much Sean Summers has bought himself a year. If he does a bit, we could push it to a year and a half, but he's got to do a lot in the next year. And again, I say um, he, he's the right person for the job. Doesn't mean he will do it, mm -hmm. but certainly, they're, they're, you know, when we, when we heard Sean Summers was coming back from time to, we, we weren't like, oh, the sense was, hmm, okay, there, there's a blast from the past, mm -hmm. um, and maybe he can. It's going to be tough, but, and he's got a year. And with that said, uh, with the rights issue, the Ackerman family having a smaller stake, uh, could this be possibly better for the business? Uh, maybe to even have more private players, even institutional investors in this, Simon? I think you're right. I, I, I think it absolutely does. Um, as you said, this will dilute the, the Ackerman family even further by, by at least a third. Um, and, and that's not insignificant by any stretch. And it does say, I, I, I mean, what we've been talking the last 10 minutes or so, Tondu, it certainly is my sense that there's a, there, there's, there's, it, it's, it's a difficult space. It's a very, very tough space that pick and pay finds themselves in. But I do think that there are some easy wins for Sean Summers. Um, I think there's some things he can do. Um, and I mean, it's a share I have a, a small position in just because it, it's the sort of thing where the, the, the bad news is now really all, we, we know the bad news. For, from now on out, things will start to get better. The, the question is going to be at what speed and in which areas and what about profitability and when do we get a dividend. That will take time. But as we start to see a path to that, the market will get more interested. The risk is we don't. But that certainly is a, is, is, is a possibility. And, and at that point, uh, you've seen pick and pay bounce off those worst lows from, from Thursday, um, but still uh, share under pressure. Well, we'll uh, let you know, Simon, the prospect of a comeback for Pick and Pay is actually very exciting. We'll be watching keenly. Thank you for your time tonight. Always a pleasure. Fantastic. That was Simon Brown, investment analyst at Founder at Just One Lap with that uh, fantastic in-depth analysis on Pick and Pay. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.